0: Hey, we took a week off last week. I hate using the same word twice in a sentence. It goes back to a Jimmy Norton thing when he was on the Opie and Anthony show. It just drives me nuts. He talked about it once and same word, but yes. We hey, took...
1: week, week of the week and then the week. Yeah. And then we weekly took a week off during Man. that week. I wasn't there during that week anyway.
0: Uh, Sean was tied up last week. Will was on his way to Detroit. Will might pop into the show a little bit later. He's playing catch up. You know, He goes vacationing in Detroit.
1: You know, That's normal.
0: Yep. Detroit in February.
1: What, what else? Detroit's definitely known as the, the vacation capital of the United States.
0: And, uh, and Derek just said he had something come up last week and he'd tell us about it this week. And then he texted today and said, hey, I'm packing for Amelia Island. So I guess he's going to go out and see if he can avoid the coronavirus.
1: So. That's <laughs> reasonable. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I, I'd, I mean, there's if re- I could go to if I could go to if I could go to Corona Island, I was literally going to say if I could go to Corona Island. <laughs> if I could go to Amelia Island, I'd be going.
0: You actually did say if you could go to Corona Island, and I then know. you said it's I almost said oh, I could go to Corona Island. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, there has been some talk about uh, Amelia even canceling. Uh, it's kind of a you know interesting topic. I don't. Pay too much attention to that stuff. Pro- I probably should, but I got my own illnesses to worry about.
1: <laughs> mental, <laughs> little self, Most,
0: mostly mental, <laughs> self-centered arse that I am. All of that. Um, but so we obviously got Sean on with us tonight. Is uh, Will, Will might join us later, and Derek's packing, and you know, I, th- I mean,
1: you I- and Derek said that I was permanently off the show because of the comments I was making two weeks ago but here I am you're that desperate
0: well we know uh, there are some audio problems also so we <laughs> we brought Sean back hopefully we can do this without the audio problems uh, that dang new editor we have he's kind of busy and
1: uh, we'll lack thereof.
0: eventually we'll get back and remaster that show
1: I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there if, if if during the podcast you hear me taking a sip of a beverage or I miss the button, and you hear me jumping on ice. It's a gin and tonic, and it's really good. And um, I'm not going to apologize ever again for drinking Bombay Sapphire because it's awesome. And if Bombay Bombay Sapphire would like to be a sponsor of the show, I'm sure that we could talk about that. I, could we talk about that, John?
0: Uh, we could, but you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a big drinker. But I'm I'm always. I'm not for a the big money. drinker
1: either. But I, every once in a while, but G and T man.
0: If you would like to avoid the Bombay Sapphire ads and have the editor have a little bit more time and some production, just remember we do have a Patreon link on our new, simplified, updated website. Shameless oh, ho- ho- yeah. Just Hop totally on over sh- to nodrivinggloves.com, and you'll see you know links to the Facebook and uh, Instagram pages. You'll see a link to—I uh, think that we actually—I finally got the Apple and uh, Google— um, links up there to subscribe directly to the show, and of course, the Patreon page. And we're still inching closer to uh, being able to do a video show, which I'm not sure how that's going to work because none of us are on time for the show when we say anyway, and then we sit there and chat and talk for 20 minutes. So I guess that would be part of the video show. You yeah, be get part that part of the video. It's you get fine. Par-
1: I mean, just don't edit it, just let it roll, man. The cool thing about the live video, I've done some live video stuff and the, the guest interaction is awesome, but also just the audience interaction is really, it's it's fun. And there's cool questions flying in um, amongst the you stink comments, which that's inevitable that's going to happen, but um, it's just, it's fun to be able to interact back and forth with the audience that's, that's actually tuning in. I'd, I'd, I really like it. I'd love to be a part of that. He says, hoping he can be a part of that.
0: We'll give it a try. Just what are are we talking about tonight, John? Just send us money.
1: Yes, just send us money and we'll make things happen. We'll do cool things with vehicles.
0: Oh, I think we were going to we were going to do what everybody does since um, we, you know, it's unfortunate. And we were talking about the coronavirus and shutting down Amelia Island. To be honest, the whole team had tickets to go to Geneva this year. Kinda of, sort of maybe. And we were gonna cover the show and we it was gonna be a surprise thing for everybody. But they can't like I said, they canceled the show, so we have to cover Geneva just the way everybody else did, is through pictures and the press. So we're gonna talk about a couple of the things maybe that launched in Geneva and if you don't care, go away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A couple of things that, that no one outside of the press actually got to see because Geneva was canceled. Yay. Um, it r-
0: really surprised me that they did that, but I have a feeling that was uh, more of the Swiss government getting involved. And yeah, I, I, don't, I would love uh, to find out what who, who got paid and what got paid and how the money transferred because you cancel it three or four days before. I know how much money I have invested into just you know, shows and it's never, you know, it's never a hundred bucks or something. And it's, uh, it just,
1: it's sure. Some of these manufacturers cut in the five figures. I mean, I, you know, the, the amount of travel that you do and the amount of travel that I've been doing up until about the last year, I mean, it's thousands of bucks to get out and cover all these events. It's, it's not cheap. And then have you seen any pictures of, of the actual show floor from Geneva?
0: Uh, yeah, I've seen the pictures of the the kind of abandoned show floor, but all,
1: all all the
0: equipment's there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so everybody, Porsche, Alpha, whoever you name it, Mercedes, whoever was gonna be there already had all of their stuff there. You know, they, just said, ma-
1: they didn't get everything set up. Yeah, it was, they, this, they just needed the, set up in the last two or three days. The way those things come together is mind blowing to me. But Geneva's different, isn't it? Like Geneva is one of those shows where they set up months in advance for that thing.
0: Well, they said, you know, and, and it's a the show. It, it's a show that not a lot of, or I don't want to say not a lot of, it's a show that some, it's the only show that some manufacturers do. Right. Uh, if you remember the old Spiker car, that's the only co- show that Spiker would attend you know, with with product launches and debuts. You know, you would see them at Pebble Beach, you would see them at, um, Amelia Island occasionally for some t- test drives and that, but it wasn't a product launch. It wasn't a big display. And, I, you know, we had, you've got what, you know, this is, a, this is the place, you know, Sig, this is where they show off their cars, and uh, we know, you know, Koenigsegg launched what to me is probably one of the most radical cars there, uh, just because of the uh, generator,
1: <laughs> the driveline config is pretty amazing. Uh, We'd we'll, yeah. we'll definitely get in that, in into that, in a yeah. few because it has one of the components in the driveline that I've been following Koenigsegg developing for, god, five or six years now. I think. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's and it's not just the the supercar hypercar though. I mean, it's literally like the major OES, the the huge global manufacturing conglomerates. That's Geneva is the place where they launch everything. Well, that, I mean, it's
0: it's because it's, you've got a, you know, you got Aston there, you've got you know, Ferrari, Lamborghini, all all these places or companies are dropping their new models, so even if you are a excuse me, a run-of-the-mill company, you're going to put your you're going to put your car out because the press is there. Everybody gets
1: to see it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I'm talking like everything from the Volkswagen Group is there. Everything from Global GM is there. Everything from like all of your your Japanese manufacturers. Anything that's hugely mainstream is mixed into Geneva amongst the glitz and glamour that is Koenigsegg or, you know, Pagani or name super high-end hypercar manufacturer, bleeding-edge tech company. Name all them. They're there and I'm, I'm waving at the screen like, ah, oh, they're there, it's no big deal, but it's, it's literally the largest, I think the largest debut show on the planet, is it not? Am I, am I wrong in that assumption?
0: I, I can't really say, it's I don't, gotta be close. you know, it's gotta I, be close. I, I look at a lot of the, the headlines and stuff out of the shows and, uh, it's, I, I think probably definitely dollar figure, the value of the cars that are, Unveiled there, uh, you know, what was it? Because there's so many, I guess, there's so many things that show up there that they're only going to build 10 of that are 1.5 million dollars a piece. Or the most radical, I mean, the uh, what was it, Hyundai, their prophecy concept car that they showed yeah, there?
1: We, oh, we are going to talk about that.
0: Are oh, we going to, you know, you're not going to see that uh, for us if you go to the Atlanta show, you're not going to see that, in Washington, D.C. There's a remote chance you might see it at Chicago, New York, or LA, but
1: Yeah, you might see it at LA. LA's huge. But they if LA happens, you might see it at LA. Yeah. I, no. I don't want to be a conspiracy conspiracy theorist, but it's coming. I swear it's 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 coming, John. We're Geneva is not the only international auto show that's gonna get shut down this year.
0: Well, it all depends on how quickly we get the, you know, <laughs> this uh, virus under control and things. And uh, f- I don't want to talk about talk about that. But I'll say, supposedly, there's a lot of headway being done at UAB just down the street here. <laughs> so, uh, That'd be amazing uh, to help. You know, just kind of things that I hardly have time for news. I think there was a, I think there was a Super Tuesday or something yesterday, but we don't talk politics on the show. So, but where do you want where do you even want to jump in on this?
1: Um, well, I, I have a, an international auto show calendar pulled up, and just to give folks a rundown of, of what's going on, on on an international auto show scale. Obviously, Geneva was supposed to be March third through March fifteenth, canceled. Just they totally blitzed that one. Um, The Bangkok International Auto Show was supposed to be March 23rd to April 4th. It's been postponed, and it's possibly not going to happen. The Zagreb Auto Show has been postponed, and that's in uh, Dubrovnik, and that was going to be March 31st to April 5th. And then there's already some others on the calendar that that are uh, showing up as postponed. Let's see here. We've got Zagreb. We've got... The Beijing Auto Show, uh, April 21st, postponed. Detroit's June 9th, no info on that yet. Jakarta, August 6th, no info on that. Moscow, August 26th, to be confirmed, is what they're saying about that. And then Hanover in September. Uh, Paris in September on the 29th is when it kicks off. Sao Paulo, November 10th. These are all international auto shows. Um, but up through about April... The international auto shows are on hold, so there's a lot of international automotive press that's just kind of going. Okay, here's a, here's a good question: Is the international automotive press, which we're at least fringe members of, kind of? <laughs> it's I mean we've been talking about this stuff and working around these this that world for long enough to where I've covered the LA auto show, I've covered the Detroit auto show for various publications over the years. Um, Is the international automotive press happy that these shows are being canceled and they may actually be able to get an exclusive on some of these new vehicles or or be the first to actually get it out? Or does the international automotive press rely so heavily on those shows that all of them are going, oh, no. (laughs) What do you you think about that?
0: I I don't think the international automotive press cares because (laughs) – because everything everything that debuted at Geneva, the press already had their press kits. The right, de, you that's know, true. They that's already terrible. heard about them. And all they're doing is waiting. Okay, Geneva, the embargo's off. We can show pictures. Uh, Jakarta, the embargo's off. We can show pictures of the new Tata Motors or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think here of a, looking at a couple other shows that... Um, I guess the Bangkok International Auto Show. Maybe we'll get to see the new Lotus or s- something like that. Uh, which did you see? That the, uh, the the Ajiva or whatever it's called is at Amelia Island, and then by invite only in Atlanta. So, what? They're gonna move it. They're gonna take it to Atlanta for a VIP invite only. I don't know if it'll be open to the public,
1: but that's all, that's all electric, right?
0: Uh, yes. Two
1: thousand electric ponies. I don't something uh, like that.
0: It doesn't really turn me on, but I'll say it's probably one of the few times since I left Barbers that I'm kind of mad I left Barbers because I might have been able to use my Barbers pole to right <laughs> go over and see that.
1: Yeah, uh, no, I but. was more excited. Like I haven't been massively excited about that car. I was more excited when, um, God, what was his name? Uh, the the last head of of Lotus cars that was unceremoniously ousted. Um, we, we don't. We, when, we, we, don't we, Lo-
0: we Lotus faithful don't speak of him.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, so um, when Voldemort put together the uh, the five cars that were going to save Lotus, can I say Voldemort? Yes. Um, okay, cool. We'll call him <laughs> Voldemort from now on. When he put together the five cars that were going to save Lotus, I was really, really stoked on at least the concept of the new Esprit. Um, so, so a couple go, of those cars looked really good, man. I, th- I thought that was just going to be awesome.
0: So go and buy the new Esprit. You can't buy it here, can you? Yeah, you can. It's called the yeah. Huracan.
1: Oh, well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's. I, I, I hear you, and I understand. I, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. But under the Esprit garb, it was a prettier car. Well, buy- it was a much prettier car. It was just, it was gorgeous.
0: Well, recently I posted a Diablo that was for sale that had a, uh, it was LS powered, 110 grand, clean title. I think it was a pretty good buy myself. A um, lot of controversy and discussion on that on the various social medias out there. So go out and buy a Huracan, put a Honda K20 power plant in it. And you've got a Lotus. It's four cylinder, small motor. I am going to pass on that.
1: I am going to not do that. I am not. I am going to not even consider doing that. And and, and, you, and we could walk down the road of of supercars or hypercars that you would engine swap. If you want to walk down that road before <laughs> we get involved in what should have happened at Geneva, because you just that. It's a tangent that might be worth walking down, but maybe that's another show.
0: Hey, we're really good about, especially with you, just going off on a little odd tangents. But Because I'm sitting here looking at the list of stuff that came out in um, Geneva. And there's only two two cars that r- truly, truly excite me that, that are coming. And I can't remember what you were... Just, you were talking about the, the, the Lotus... Ajiva or whatever it's called. Yeah. And it's electric and you're not getting excited over it. I'm not getting excited over a lot of the electric and hybrid stuff that's coming out. And it's not because it's electric or hybrid. It's it's old news. A big deal if it's a hybrid. Everybody's building a hybrid now. That's not news. Let's get some you know, excitement, some engineering behind it. Uh, and that's why the Kona Sig, and I love Kona Sig's, and they're they're damn cool cars. That one with and what you said you've been following the technology in that car and what they're building, you know, it ranks right up there. I don't see. But did Nissan have anything that they were de- debuting there? Nope, doesn't look like it. You know, the Kona Sig's doing this uh, three cylinder uh, valveless motor. You know, and Nissan has their variable displacement motors. That's the
1: tech, man. Yeah, the valveless te- driveline, man. Oh my God,
0: the 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 the, the uh, tech is what kind of excites me anymore.
1: Well, it's not, val- not valveless. It's, it's uh, it's camless.
0: Camless, yeah. That yeah, was it.
1: Cam-less.
0: Yeah, because um, they're electronically controlled they're,
1: valves. They're, uh, they're electronic oh. maglev. Uh, like it's it's yeah, it's crazy. It's totally crazy, but. I mean, I was watching it. There was a special that uh, was uh, Christian von day. They were talking to him, and he. They, someone asked him what the theoretical RPM limit on this new valve train is, and he just kind of looked at him and went, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. It's way up there. Like It makes past Formula One 21,000 RPM tech look positively Stone Age. And it's just it's, – it's amazing stuff. And I know that there are some what we would consider to be mainstream manufacturers that, uh, that have taken serious looks at that tech just because it takes something like a VTEC system to a whole new level. You know, it takes variable cam technology to an entirely new level where you can have a four-valve head – you know, four valves or five valves per cylinder cylinder head on whatever size engine you want, and then now each valve is independently controlled for power, torque, MPG. What do you want out of the the configuration? And each valve can be tailored to do whatever. You, it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's me. infinitely <laughs> adjustable. It's infinitely immediately adjustable timing and. Yeah. It, yeah. And if you understand any basics of engines, you know, the VTEC system, it, it gives you two different cam profiles, which is where, you know, the Hondas get their decent low-end power and their high-end power. And variable valve timing, I believe, is in just about every damn thing out there
1: now. Yeah, totally. Uh, Even the Viper has the cam and cam tech where actual cam, okay. the actual cam—the cam itself slides I, I'm th- inside each other.
0: I'm saying, you know, my Ford Fusion, which I you criticize a, a lot— you know, it's got variable valve timing it's it's just it's there and it's always been the technology that excites me i think about cars that's why i was a lotus fan for the longest time because of the innovations that you know chapman brought t- to racing and that always trickled down to 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 his real world cars which are still pretend world cars to most people and let say because everything that you know I'm looking at the list is big deal we got a new Yaris and oh the you know <laughs> Porsche G, Porsche came in and boxed your GTS are going to get you know six Don't cylinders that
1: who that new Yaris that, are you talking <laughs> about the Gazoo Racing Yaris yeah the Gazoo Racing World Rally inspired I I could be a player for that car and and I know that probably sounds crazy but i am a fat guy in a little car i love my minis and my fiats and i love tiny cars and that yaris with the the guzzy racing stuff on it is pretty freaking awesome well, but i don't wanna, i don't want to go there yet i want to keep talking about Koenigsegg.
0: <laughs> okay, <clears throat> i was just kind of you know rolling along and it's i want something something that's got to excite me i mean
1: All right. What you told me one car specifically from the Bentley brand that you're excited about. And I am 100% the opposite. And I want to hear why this, this was going to be debuted at at Geneva. And then obviously Geneva's closed. We, we already covered that. And Bentley has this, I think they're, it's B-A-C-A-L-A-R. Is that the Bacalar?
0: I go with Bacalar, but, uh, I'm very famous for not pronouncing words correctly, you know, me and my Acuras.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your Acura Integra?
0: Part of this, the the new Bentley that I really like, I saw this thing and go, wow, this, this is exciting. But it carries on some of the Bentley GT styling cues. And I'm tired of the Bentley GT. When did that car come out? O four, O five. Yeah,
1: it's, it's been out for. A I long mean,
0: time. to buy one for thirty grand now, isn't unheard of. Now it's not going to be the nicest thing, and you probably mm-hmm. are going to have to fix a few things.
1: Oh, you're in trouble if you buy a thirty thousand dollar Bentley. Now, I yeah, think you're... I think you're in
0: trouble if you buy a twenty thousand dollar Bentley. I still think thirty to thirty five will get you something that has some
1: some work, but could right still up be until drivable. Anything <laughs> on that twelve cylinder breaks, and then you're just Oh, you're in trouble.
0: Well, then you got a cool coffee table like Farrah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's exactly all it is at that point. The entire car. Just pull it inside and sit in it and watch TV.
0: But I was really, really hoping this new Bentley was uh, an update of the Continental. And I'm hoping it's the pr- precursor to the a uh, redesigned uh, Bentley Continental. Uh, I just—I love the lines. I love, you know, the headlight treatments. You know, it's it's taking a lot of risks with Bentley, which they did with the Continental when they came out with a Continental GT. It was very different than a normal Bentley. And I think this car makes a statement. Uh, I can't remember. What are they building? A dozen of these things or—yeah, a dozen of them. And, of course, yeah, they're— They're building 12. they are They're all sold— um style drop tops so they really don't have a legitimate top but i think it's a great i think it's a great move for them. Uh, it's gets bentley talked about whether or not it's good or bad you know i'm talking about it i i it, it excites me it's a car that has styling that excites me really it's saying there was nothing
1: That's exactly the part of the car that i think is ridiculous and derivative but you're excited by it
0: yeah <laughs> it's just
1: I mean, it's it's the same six liter W12. It's just been pumped up to 650 horsepower and 667 pound feet of torque. Um, three and a half seconds to zero to from zero to 62, I think, is what they're claiming because they're unbelievably British. Um, my biggest issue with it is exactly what you love. I look at it and I'm like, wow, Bentley built a six series. That looks BMW to me. I, it it looks. One hundred percent six series with the top cut off. It to me, and I'm not blown away by the styling. It doesn't even look like a Bentley to me. That's where that's where they lost me, and that's that's why I wanted to save this for the show because I think because I, I see on your face you're like what?
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it. It re, see to me it reminds me of Bentley, but it doesn't remind me of Rolls Royce Day Bentleys. It doesn't remind. It, You know, remind me of an Arnage. It reminds me of
1: a six-inch BMW.
0: (laughs) It reminds me of a 20s uh, Airbnb. Uh, Really, It's it's got the larger grill. It's got the the single pronounced headlights that are almost pushed right out to the, literally pushed right out to the front of the fenders. The fenders kind of have, front fenders even kind of have that swoop like you would have had in a 20s style car with, you know, the massive brake duct in the front and the ventilation behind the wheel. It's just, I think, you know, I think there are traditional Bentley styling cues in it. You know. You go to the rear, yeah, I might say there's a little Aston Martin there in the taillights, or even possibly Porsche there in the taillights. But the it's, only
1: styling cue on the, on the whole car that I really dig is the headlights. I think the headlights look awesome.
0: The headlights or the taillights?
1: The headlights. I think the headlights look amazing. They're uh, pushed out forward and... I like the way that they're they're oval but they're they integrate the side marker into it's I think that looks really cool but I I think it look really it looks really cool if it's on the Porsche 9 99 whatever they want to call the next
0: 911 <laughs> Yeah, we're at the 992.1 right now, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean you can't go 993 next. That doesn't work. So where, where are they going to go now?
0: Well, it's like they did with the, you know, the the Boxster series. They had 986, 987, and then, what'd they go, 981 or 991 or whatever it was?
1: 981, yeah. 981, and now it's 718. And, yeah. Um, and then someone in German said hike, and then the quarterback had the football <laughs> and it, yeah, faded back, and just so, weird stuff happened. And, and, it just trying to keep up with any of those numbers and letters, and it's
0: just nuts. I just keep scrolling through this little window of uh, pictures of this Bentley. And I say the interior is interesting, and, you know, it's got its special wood or whatever in it. Uh, The headlights, the taillights, the I, I don't know what interior it has or what the seats really are, but I like the diamond pattern. It almost looks like crocodile skin or something. I don't know if this has crocodile skin in it. Um,
1: I, I just, actually I just like... St- I do like the interior. I, I, do, I mean, the interior looks incredibly well-appointed, and it it's typical Bentley. It looks like that interior took them three months to put together. You know, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Okay.
0: And I... I'm a big critic and I watch wheels a lot and I'm really hoping we can get a wheel guy on the show. I'm trying to talk Will and to get in the guy from Rocket Racing Wheels. I've reached out to Brad Fanshaw who owns Bond Speed Wheels and used to be president of Boyd when Boyd was around and they were doing all the billet wheels. And I really want to have some wheel conversations because I like wheels and nothing nothing on the aftermarket wheel side excites me. I love the wheels on this Bentley. It's still that basic five-spoke design that I complain about, but it it changes it a little bit. And I've seen two wheels lately that are still basically a five-spoke design that have really excited me. And one's uh, a wheel that Brad Fanshawe actually has just released.
1: So You and I great. have agreed on so much lately. And tonight, <laughs> we are parting ways, my brother. You know what that wheel looks like to me? It, it looks like a jazzed up, tarted up uh, VW GTI wheel. Like it, it just doesn't look special to me. It doesn't look it doesn't look grand enough to be on what has got to be a four hundred thousand dollar car. I would think.
0: Oh, I guarantee you this this car six
1: hundred thousand dollars.
0: Actually, right <laughs> here it says limited run GT car will, will cost 1.5 one point 5, five million pounds.
1: That is not a one point five million pound wheel. It's just not. It looks like something that you could have been like, I want that that wheel on my Passat R line. I might say
0: for one and three quarter million dollars, uh, that should be a carbon fiber wheel.
1: But I guess. Uh, I mean, not even, it doesn't even have to be that. It just, it's not, it doesn't even look as special as the wheels on my ineffective, effectively $50,000 Alpha. It, it doesn't. The wheels on my Alpha are some of the most gorgeous factory wheels I've ever seen in my entire life. And I, I don't mind saying that. And yes, I'm biased, but they're beautiful. <laughs> they also look like a hazmat symbol, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I just, I'm not thrilled by that wheel. I'm not thrilled by the exterior styling. The interior is beautiful. But I mean, the, even the back end, like the back of the car to me, looks like they kind of tried to go 9-11 with it. Does it not?
0: Uh, well, I'm thinking it's probably wind tunnel designed. But we also have to look at, like you've said, it looks like a Volkswagen wheel. It looks like a um, a 6 Series. 6 Series doesn't quite fit into the whole gambit. That should be a Rolls-Royce. But a 9-11, I mean, it's all Volkswagen family.
1: Now that I'm really looking at it from from all perspectives, like the, the 6 Series is the front three-quarter view. I get a lot of six series. But the rear three quarter view is swoopy nine eleven y Aston Martin. Um and then and I'm not sure what those tail are reminding me of. But there's something it might just be nine eleven that it's it might be the nine nine two that it's reminding me of. I do like the uh I like the spider treatment for the uh behind the seats. With the top down? I think that looks really good. That's cool. I mean, it's it's not a bad-looking car. It just doesn't inspire me, man. And I, I, if it gets you, it gets you. But it just, I look at it, and I'm kind of like, it's hodgepodge, and it looks a little parts bin. Now that you're telling me it's 1.5 million pounds, holy crap.
0: I just read a comment on it. It says, is it the Salvador Dali bonnet mustache an option? <laughs> I happen, oh, I... I happen, so I happen to be a Salvador Dali fan. I've got a Salvador Dali painting here in my office. But it's, uh...
1: I think the clock should be melted. That would be the perfect tribute.
0: Okay, now we've sat here and we've talked about this car. And if you get online, and we'll probably stick a picture of it up on the Facebook page to make it easy for somebody to quickly go look at. The thing they're really promoting is. The uh, I call it the Mulner, but it's I know that's not how you pronounce it. Every one of these is coach built. Every one of them can be modified and customized. How radically do you think they're going to let people do that? I, I guarantee you, you can change wheels. Are they going to actually allow some custom bodywork changes? Are you going to be able to alter that? Or when they're saying they're going to build twelve of these, every one of them is individual. What do you individualize on something?
1: So, like? are none of them going to look like the picture that we're looking at right now that I'm ripping apart and you're loving?
0: Uh that's kind of my question. Is it is this, Derek
1: get that drive line in his brass era body?
0: I don't think so because that that uh, W twelve is a pretty wide motor.
1: I I tell you what, it will fit under. Since Derek's not here, it will fit under his Amboni. <laughs>
0: It might. It might. But a Zamboni would probably be better suited to have that Kona sig drivetrain because it's electric. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And unlimited RPM in a Zamboni. That's exactly what the world needs. Um I there's there's certain pieces of that car that, that like I said, the interior I think is beautiful. The headlights I think are, are inspired. Um the drive line is it's somewhat proven until it decides to break. And then it basically costs you your 401k plus everyone else in the immediate vicinity's 401k to fix. Um, I don't know, man, it, it's, it's not as exciting to me as, as it is to you, but that's what makes the world go around. I'm still looking at the Koenigsegg. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally still sitting here looking. I don't know how to pronounce this, this, Thing, but I don't know how to pronounce most of Koenigsegg's car names.
0: Well, I, I just Mira. always I, I don't refer to him a lot, and I, I was always very critical of the man. But I always loved how Top Gear spelled Koenigsegg, and that's kind of how I spell
1: Koenigsegg. So. <laughs> Lots of G's.
0: I was looking um, at the uh, new new uh, Ferrari Roma.
1: All right, I am going to have to go take a look at that. I have not looked at that yet. Ferrari, Roma.
0: and this one really, really—I am not going to say it. I want—I should write it down, but I know that's not very. What do you think the side profile of this car? I wasn't sure until I saw the side profile. When I saw the side profile, I go, "I do like this thing."
1: Someone at Ferrari really likes Jaguar. Really likes Jaguar.
0: That's the rear st- rear end styling, and that's what I was kind of looking at. Is, you know, it, it, I don't know if you're still on the same site. With, they call it the uh, lowdown on Marilano, Marilano's uh, Vantage, and yeah, it,
1: yeah, the lowdown on Marilano's Vantage. That's exactly what I'm on. I'm looking at the the second pick, the gray, the the silver gray
0: car. Yeah, go to the third pick.
1: Oh God, that's totally F-type. That's that's literally like they grafted a modified Supra front end Supra prototype, not Supra release um, blobfish inspired styling. Um, <laughs> but it's it totally looks like a Jag, dude. Totally looks like a Jag. That's that is a blatant ripoff.
0: Now to go to the fourth pick.
1: And the interiors kind of
0: that. I'm co- not, I, and I, I'm look. I'm scanning the text of this article, and I don't see anybody mentioning it here. I think that side pick, lay a Ferrari Daytona Coupe next to it or on top yeah. of it. I think that screams Ferrari Daytona Coupe.
1: Oh yeah, it, there's a little bit there, but it's more. It's way more F-type than it is Daytona Coupe. No,
0: I think it's I. Uh, The rear three-quarter, I think, is, I'll give you, can be F-type, especially with that funky, rounded rear window. I think the side view is strictly Ferrari Daytona, and I think the interior shot is Ferrari Daytona.
1: I can see the interior being Ferrari Daytona, but only because it is dated. (laughs) (laughs) It's dated dated boring compared to other Ferraris.
0: It does have the same um, center console hindrance that the uh, Corvette uh, seems to have, <laughs> though, too. Not quite,
1: so. not quite as bad. Not quite as bad. It doesn't have the Great Wall of China.
0: Uh, looking at that picture, does it have a... It uh,
1: looks more like the Porsche. It looks more like current-gen Porsche with the waterfalls. What were you going to say? Sorry.
0: It actually has a screen in front of the passenger seat, does it not?
1: It looks, yeah, it's got a infotainment screen in front of the passenger, which I I dig that. That's actually kind of cool. Because there are times when I'm like, "Look, you just handle that. Let me drive."
0: I mean, I think it's. I'm gonna go. I think it's a good-looking car. I probably, if I was gonna spend this kind of money, I probably look Aston. I just like Astons.
1: Is that? It wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't spend it on that. I would not spend that kind of money on that.
0: There's only had, it's only like two two hundred or so though. I mean, it's one eighty. It, yeah, it's it's Ferrari. Maybe
1: thousand pounds, I think. It's
0: four eighty eight money.
1: Yeah, and it's it's uh, is it it's a new version of the twin turbo V eight that debuted in the four eighty eight. So that kind of makes sense. Um, it's just like I would rather have an eight twelve. I'd much rather have an eight twelve in that car than the than the Roma. I honestly let me let me take it back. I I'd have a five seven five before I had the Roma. 575s are still beautiful to me.
0: I um, think five seven. The five seven five falls in. It, it was the return of the big front engine twelve yeah. cylinder Ferrari. And yeah, five fifty. That's the, the probably the one disappointment in this car is it's a it's an eight and not a twelve, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's fulfilling a, a, I guess it's answering an unasked question. Did Ferrari really, Ferrari really need a V8 front engine, front mid engine car? Cause you know it's pushed back way behind the, the front axles, but. I mean, I, I look at the A12 and the Superfast and, and what's the, the California, they have a lot more Ferrari design language than, than this car to me. And I know you're seeing Daytona and now that you said it, I can see it. But the first thing that jumped out at me was, holy crap, they stole Jaguar's des- design lead for the F-Type project. I mean, it's, it really screams that to me.
0: I mean, I like I said that three quarter pictures. I was scrolling when I first saw the top picture, and I'm sorry for all our listeners. The top picture, all red with the monochromatic red grill and everything. I, ugh! And then I saw the second picture, and instantly it was you know F Jaguar F Type, and the third picture sold me on the car. You know for <laughs> my for. If I had an extra 200 grand laying around and I was looking for my ninth or tenth car in the garage, that might be something I'd consider.
1: If I had an extra 200 grand laying around, I would go find a nicely kept pre owned A12. Actually, no. I would go find a nicely kept pre owned FF and pocket 60 grand. <laughs> like, I. would I don't know what you can buy an FF for, but I know it's a lot less than you can buy an twelve for.
0: <clears throat> FF wasn't always a big... I wasn't a big fan of it, so...
1: I just think it's cool. As, as a GT yeah. and as, as a daily driver and just the way that they laid out the the all-wheel drive, I, driving the front wheels off the front of the, the crank, I just thought was inspired. I, I like the engineering. I think I like the engineering more than I actually like the car.
0: Now, let's... I'm going to jump to another one, since we seem to be having disagreements on everything.
1: Yeah, do you want to be Siskel or Ebert in this episode? Just, oh, are we doing thumbs up, thumbs literally, down stuff like, here? Literally like, no, I don't agree.
0: I'm uh, looking at uh, the, DBX, the DBX. The new Aston Martin. The DBX. And ironically, I was listening to a um, podcast today, Matt Ferris, Smoking Tire, and he had a guy on uh, Sergio and they were discussing this car and he Sergio hadn't driven it yet Sergio's a very big Aston man um but his employees have told him it was a it's a pretty decent vehicle but what do you think do we need another one of these in the uh that space
1: oh uh, let's see Four liter V eight five hundred. Uh, it's an AMG sourced four liter V eight five hundred forty three horsepower. Four and a half zero to sixty two. Um, what kind of money does it, does it say? What kind of money this thing's going for anywhere? Um, I first impression front on and re- like dead on front shot, dead on rear shot. It looks like a little bit of Supra melted body panel to me. It's some of that blobfish organic styling that's on the new Supra that I'm the car looks like it's sagging like a new uh C sixty three AMG. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Like it looks like it's like melting to the ground to me. And then I look at the side shot and I'm like, yeah, that's a nice Lexus. Um Hundred and eighty nine
0: nine US.
1: One eighty nine nine US. Um, I will take a Trackhawk at ninety two thousand before I buy that for one eighty nine.
0: And throw the uh, Hennessy kit on it for another thirty grand. And I <laughs> don't even
1: need it. <laughs> seven hundred seven horsepower SUV. I'm golden. I'm not touching it. I'm just going to drive it and melt Corvettes at stoplights. Um, yeah, I'm just I. I see the Aston styling, but it also it looks kind of droopy. Like, and, and then from the front end, it just kind of looks like Eeyore, like it's unhappy to be a, a vehicle.
0: No, well, it's in a poor SUV.
1: Doesn't it look? It's just like, oh bother. I'm sorry, poo. Well,
0: uh, it, it, it reminds me a little, and it when the Mustang was redesigned a couple of years ago. It reminded me a lot of Aston. I thought, you know, for some reason I'm going. And the front of this reminds me a little more
1: Ford Fusion,
0: little, you know, kind of Mustang.
1: Totally see it. Yeah, totally see it.
0: You know, uh, there's not a lot. (laughs) The Bentley, there's a lot that I liked on it. You know, for the front, it looks like a Fusion. I like the taillights on this. I like the picture here with the orange interior. I don't know if I would like this thing with a gray interior. I don't know if I'd like the excuse me. I don't know if I'd like the interior in a gray or a, a cream or anything. Orange, I yeah, like.
1: The baseball, the baseball glove leather looks good. The, the interior, uh-huh. I mean, it looks like a comfortable place to be. But again, it doesn't look special to me. Like it doesn't it's, look like a almost two hundred thousand dollar vehicle to
0: me. It reminds me though. Uh, recently, I was in a Rapide and it's that's it, it, exactly how I felt
1: yeah me too oh, it, <laughs> first time I got to drive one I was like really
0: and it the seat wasn't comfortable it it just didn't live up to what I've all you know what an Aston should so yeah, and the that's seat's
1: not, the, seat's not, the seats aren't comfortable nothing falls to hand properly and it's a V12 with only 450 horsepower that literally doesn't feel like it will get out of its own way and, and it has ha- you should never be able to say that about anything Aston Martin.
0: And it has a stupid
1: key. <laughs> I don't remember the key.
0: You it's, don't remember the key? You can get no, the glass key or you can get the crystal key. And if you I don't
1: remember. drop I, it, I I actually got to drive it at the LA Auto Show on its debut. And I. Well, may then have, maybe you it may didn't have, have started when I got in it. I may have not even been Yeah, I
0: was to say you might not have had the opportunity to start yeah. it. They they come with either a glass key or a crystal key and it slips in kind of like Superman and his crystals. It slides into a little <laughs> slot in the dashboard and kind of clips in. If you drop the glass key, it's too grand and they break. They're glass. Uh, the crystal key is something like forty five hundred, forty eight hundred dollars if you drop it because they made fragile keys. <laughs> you know,
1: when you drop it and it breaks, does uh, does yeah. Emperor Zod come out of it, or does like what was Superman's dad's name, Kal El or Jor El or whatever? He he pops out and he starts talking to you from the beyond the grave. Just, that's uh-uh. weird. Yeah, that's that's dumb.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, very. Let me, let me go back to a dashboard picture. of This car does this... Has
1: anybody ever seen a cell phone screen crack? And, and, and as me, as much as people drop those, they probably drop their keys more often. The only really pick that I really love, of uh, not, I don't really love it, but the only cool pick, I actually like it with its uh, with its red camouflage livery, with the tag and the Pirelli tag on the hood and the Pirelli on the side. I can't. kind cool to me.
0: <laughs> I can't stand any of the the wrapped. What was this? That hashtag. Uh, don't crack under pressure.
1: Whatever. Oh, are you looking for the keys?
0: I, I went to see it, uh, and it doesn't look like it's got a key slot. Maybe Aston's finally went to keyless <laughs> starting now.
1: Thank God. So they, sh- I mean, they show this thing testing at the Nurburgring. They show it testing off road. They show it testing all over the place. Well, this I'm is just, pro-
0: this is probably. Oh my God! Press kit. What?
1: The rear end. Yeah. I just got a very disturbing vibe off the rear end of it. Take a look at a, a, a Nismo Juke.
0: Yeah, I see that.
1: Oh my God! I, they, you should never see that while you're looking at an Aston Martin ever.
0: Now, even the exhaust tips coming out of the back. I, I mean, there's. I can't.
1: I found a lot
0: to say about the Bentley, which I know is going to be controversial. This DBX, I'll pass.
1: Yeah, go buy a Juke. I, yeah, I, I'm not feeling it now. Have you Have you looked at the the V12 Speedster that they were debuting at Geneva? I. Uh, Yes. That's actually gorgeous. At least I think that's gorgeous.
0: Ah, it took my, that page away from me again. Because I had already clicked it on this one. but
1: Speedster page?
0: Yeah, it, it's just probably...
1: It's 765,000 pounds. That one's a V12 as well. They're going to build 88 of them um let's see here does it say what size v12 5.2 liter v12 48 valve motor um it's got the eight speed zf in it which i the eight speed zf is basically in everything now 690 horsepower 516 pound feet um
0: hey it has uh... a limited slip
1: (laughs) (laughs) my god it it better um, it looks like a fighter plane, man. It, it's... The styling on this thing is proper... To me, this looks like a uh, 50s-era retro throwback uh, GT car, like Lamal car.
0: Well, that's the whole... I think the whole idea behind this one.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's very pretty. And then the, the beam that goes through the middle of the cockpit up high that actually separates driver and passenger for this car. I did it. it it's not practical, well, well, the, in any way. This, it's fun, but it's not built to be practical. It's they're only building 88 of them. So
0: the, the last paragraph kind of explains it all sixties Batmobile because of that beam uh, uh, F F a 18 fighter jet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting all of that. And uh, the interior is beautiful. That's, but that's proper Aston, man. That's like proper what we expect of Aston Martin.
0: Now, all uh, the exposed carbon fiber. I mean, this one, does it look at the interior picture with the center beam? There are, it says FA 18 and has three little fighter jets.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's crazy. It's on the beam itself, and then it's over on the, the on passenger the, on the doors, uh, the passenger door, right on top of the carbon. Um, <clears throat> now, interesting.
0: See, this one I can get behind. It's got the same tail light that the uh, DBX had,
1: but yeah, but it's pretty. Yes, <laughs> it's it's done well. Well, it's, it's echoed it, a lot with the rear diffuser in, and everything. What was
0: that I said it's Sorry, echoed that. even in the rear diffuser As there's a top and a bottom they kind of I want to yeah. say bookend each other but it's top and bottom instead of right to left
1: yeah and it's I think just, Aston it's a very tastefully done car.
0: I think Aston does a really nice job with these limited edition speedster things what was was it the Db1 or something that they had uh DBS one back in the 19 about about the year 2000.
1: They had um, – wasn't it like a 172 or something like that? Aston 172? I could be completely wrong about that. You're looking it up, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying to. While while you're looking that up, I am I just I, – I went ahead and opened up all the Aston um, – all the Aston info that I could find from what was going to be Geneva and the new Vantage Roadster. Did you look at that at all? Um, I don't think so. The Vantage is just, the Vantage for a long time, and especially the V12 Vantage, I mean, the V8 Vantage is a cool car and it makes a hell of a GT racer. Um, but the V12 Vantage has really spoken to me for a long time. And this new Vantage Roadster is coming in at like 125k. Um, 125,000 pounds, 126,000 pounds, somewhere in that area is the entry level price for it. And it, to me, even more than the DB, I think the Vantage looks better than the DB now. Call me blasphemous if you must, but I, I just think it's a beautiful car. Um, the V8. This is a V8, uh, four liter, four liter, yeah, four liter V8, five hundred three horsepower, one hundred ninety mile an hour top speed with the roof up, zero to sixty and three point seven, for a hundred and it's, it's basically it's Porsche money. Um, and it's built to it's built to compete directly with more of the GT versions of the nine eleven. Like it's it's built to compete with a nine eleven cabrio, and it, I think it does it in every way, shape, and form, and it does it dare I say with more styling than the 911 and I'm a Porsche guy but I I just really 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 like the new Vantage I like the new Vantage front end the first time I saw it I thought it looked like a, a whale shark and I really didn't like the giant it's still got the Aston design language in the grill but I didn't like the giant spanning all the way left to right grill that they put on the Vantage at first but it's grown on me um,
0: I, 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 Aston's are something. I, I, I guess I've always liked, but it's something that because they're not an ev- you know they're not an everyday car. They're I want to say it's like a cultured, um, wealthy person's car. I mean everybody knows a nine eleven, and Mercedes went after the nine eleven market, of course, with their GT. And you know Aston's always been right there for that 911 market with its own little thing, and
1: especially since the Vantage has come out, definitely. It's to me that the Aston has always been the UK's answer to Maserati, but they've always been a little more racy to me than Maserati. Even when Maserati was racing in Grand Am, I just was never really blown away by by them.
0: Now I'm gonna. I I finally I clicked over to see the Vantage. I couldn't find the car I was talking about.
1: Um, and it's beautiful, man. I I just really really like it. I as, and it is. It's the same. It's it it's got some some F type design language. I won't deny that. But Aston is taking that and making it theirs.
0: Let me pull up a picture here just to make sure I'm not remembering wrong.
1: What are you looking for? Yep. What?
0: The thing screams Miata.
1: What? What? All right, that I'm not seeing. <laughs> oh, now I am. <laughs> Damn you. Um, yeah, it, I can see some indie.
0: Now, I- I'm working with another guy, and we're talking about doing a podcast on kit cars and replica cars, and one of the things that seems to come up a lot in those that world is the Miata is an excellent donor pro- platform. Look, m- take your Miata, make it into an Aston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that kit would sell i mean as is, is bad as that sounds that kit would sell um there's always going to be a market for clones especially pretty clones and that is a pretty clone um it's more it's are you seeing it in the it's it's not the belt line it's it's sort of the the, the it's hip definitely
0: line. everything a
1: pillar forward I'm seeing it in the in the uh the arch off the a pillar to the front bumper, but once you get to the bumper it's obviously aston um, I see it in uh, the in the actual arch I see
0: it in the headlights, I see it in the grill I see it in the shape the of the slope of the nose.
1: I don't see it in the grill at all
0: well it has an Aston grill on it, but if you took off the little edges of the Aston grill, that's the Miata mouth
1: mm mm. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get me to not like it, though. <laughs> I still think it's beautiful. Um, where is the uh, that Ferrari, man? I just.
0: But if you want to be honest, it reminds me a lot of that Ferrari we were talking about, the Roma.
1: Mm, it's a prettier version of it.
0: Well, I would just went by this picture; it had to be the a prototype of it, because the hood was a lot smoother than what it is. Yeah, this has to be the prototype.
1: That electric yellow is crazy. And the interior is proper.
0: But, but the the blue one in this, I guess I'm going to have to take some time and make some Facebook posts so the listeners know what the heck we're talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we need to put some pictures up, definitely. But, um, uh, it's, I think it's a pretty car.
0: Has the fastest convertible roof of any production car.
1: Do people really care about that?
0: Uh, as somebody who drove a convertible for quite a long time, yes.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a Miata for about a year, and I didn't really ever bitch about having to undo the latches and put the top down. I just... I don't...
0: But you totally controlled that. You know, the Miata's a, you know, uh, completely manual. You're sitting at your stoplight. You have the total ability to do everything you know if you undo the latches and all of a sudden you realize the light's going to go green you can latch that back really quick if you're putting a power top down and it's halfway through its motion and the light changes you kind of sol because <laughs> you know you got another eight seconds for it to go up or you got another eight seconds for it to go down and you have somebody behind it behind you like me that's honking the moment. you know. I'm like a New York taxi guy at, at a stoplight. I think you commented something on this recently that I give you about a half to a whole second before I honk.
1: <laughs> I said 2.3 seconds and yeah. people jumped on me like, if you don't move within 2.3 seconds after the light turns <laughs> green I should have permission to snowplow you out of the way. I'm like, I, it's, it's just 2.3 seconds. We're not sitting on a drag strip.
0: And with that statement, uh, I read something. Uh, a friend of mine who has an award-winning blog on the topic she writes about wrote something about um, people with anxiety and their driving. And I'm, ho- I'm going to ask her to come on the show and help talk about this because I've been warned about the way I drive for the longest time. Uh my ex-wife did, my ex-girlfriend did, uh, my fiancé does. You've um, been warned. They've, you know, they, they kind of think I'm a little bit a, of an aggressive driver. So
1: I drove all the way to, uh, God, what, uh, the car show that we went to. Carlisle. Carlisle in a Fiat, and you were fine have you calmed down some or have you gotten worse since then? That's been a couple years, but
0: well, we just, ha- we encountered a lot of intelligent drivers. Let's put
1: it that way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, do you, do you, are you, are you the road rage guy?
0: No, I am absolutely not a road rage guy. I absolutely okay. do not tailgate, uh, unless you're in the left lane. You know, if you've got two lanes next to you, you know, nothing's more annoying than being in the left lane and going 65 miles an hour in a 70. Yeah, it's that, that, that... And nothing's more annoying than being in the left lane going 65 miles an hour in a 70 and you're still passing the other two lanes of traffic.
1: <laughs> I can agree with that. Um, but
0: We're going to save, and if I can get uh, her on the show, it might just be me and her talking, but for some reason her post really made me think about some things. I don't know if I'll change, but it made me think. And isn't that isn't that what they say? Becoming aware of the problem is half the battle?
1: Um, I think it's, yeah, but then you actually have to do something about it.
0: Well, you gotta, I'm halfway through the battle. Oh, are you? I'm I'm aware of the problem.
1: Okay. <laughs> well,
0: I'm more so aware of the problem. I'm not totally acknowledging it, but.
1: All right. So I, I know that we're, we're coming up on an hour and, but there's a couple other no, cars. No,
0: we, we've already went by an hour.
1: Have we gone by an hour? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're a minute by an hour, basically. Um, Honda has their, their E, which is their little electric city car. Um, that, They've done a a couple little facelift things, too, that they had at Geneva that that, um, 130-ish mile range, 26,000 pounds. I really like it, Um, but I don't know whether it's a 26,000-pound vehicle, but I really do like it. Um, It's a box on wheels. It kind of reminds me of a Polo, like a VW Polo or a Lupo, or even an Up, which Good Lord VW, bring, bring the up to the States, please. I'd buy an up GTI right now. Like, literally, would go online and buy one right now if you could. Love that car. Um, it,
0: it's the same money as an i3, maybe a little bit less. It's the same money as a Nissan Leaf.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't buy the Nissan. I'd buy a Prius before I bought a, a Leaf
0: but i, I honestly, I'm, just, I'm i'm just doing a comparison though I, I i don't think you can sell i don't think you honestly can bring a well sorted decent electric car to market for much under thirty u s now this car here's twenty eight nine pounds or whatever they call that uh so you're probably looking 35, $37,000. I'm not sure what the exchange rate is. It's been a while. It's
1: way too much money for that small of a car. Way too it's, much.
0: It's Yeah, but a Leaf starts are used to start. When I looked at a Leaf, it, it started at 29. <clears throat> then you add some options, you're at 35. Then you get your tax credit and you're back at 28 or something.
1: It's still too much money for that car. I just I, I don't get it. But it's not for me to get. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk about the, the Hyundai that we're never, ever, ever going to get to own? Um, that I think both of us love? Do you, do you want to talk about something that we both like to end the show, or do you want to keep the hate fest going?
0: No, uh, If you're going to talk about the Hyundai, well, it's not something we both love. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like it.
1: All right, cool. We have a 100% track record for the evening. Um, I'm going to be Ebert. Um, so just call me Ebert from now on, and you're Siskel. Um, I like it. Why don't you like it?
0: It's murdered out, and I hate murdered out anymore. Well, it doesn't um, have to be. It does have six spoke wheels, so I'll give it that. It's not a five; it's a six. But um, no, I, it's if you want to say. Elon drew the truck in third grade. I drew this car in third grade. There's no styling to it. It's two parentheses laid on top of each other.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I think it it screams 911 crossed with old Citroen. That what's the Citroen the the old Air Ride Citroen DS is it the DS? Yes. DS. Thank yeah, you. I think it's beautiful, man. The only thing I don't like about it is the uh the rear end looks like a Norelka razor. <laughs> That's the only thing I don't really like about it. It literally, like from the from the top of the rear bumper to the bottom of the, the valence on the rear end, it has this screen over it that looks like an electric razor.
0: Yeah, it reminds um, me of a bronze shaver. but
1: Yeah, Braun. Yeah, there you go. Um but I just I think the styling is beautiful, um, and I, Hyundai has been doing some things that I really like. Well, and I know that you. I mean, you liked your Veloster. I liked your Veloster. I you like I, have. I have so nothing against Hyundai.
0: I mean, I, I I say and I will attest to it. Hyundai and Kia are the Honda of today. The Honda that you and I remember from the late '80s and the early '90s with reliability, styling, cutting edge, I think is where um, Hyundai and Kia are today. But, no, this car does nothing. Nothing for me. Really? Other than make me want to just skip right by it. Uh, I I can't... Now, I'll say, I can't can't sit here and pull and say, oh, this reminds me of... The short stubby nose reminds me of something, but I can't figure it out. I want to say Mondial, but it doesn't have the right arches or anything there.
1: Mondial was flat. Mondial was a triangle, wasn't
0: it? No, Mondial was a short stubby, uh, just but it had a little bit. It had kind of rolled up and over the wheel, and then came back down a little bit towards the windshield.
1: Straighter lines, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely straighter lines.
1: straight lines. Um, I mean, the cockpit in this thing, it doesn't have a steering wheel, um, and they don't even go into how it's actually controlled. So they're probably looking at, like, level five autonomy, which we're years away from. Whether you want to think we're closer or not, I don't know. But um, I I really don't think we're that close to full autonomous vehicles being allowed out on the road just willy-nilly. Um,
0: I will say going and thinking because I did notice it didn't have the steering wheel and if you're saying level 5 yeah, this thing looks like the pod that I do expect to come pick me up and drive me somewhere.
1: So you think this is the Uber of the future? People will have fleets of these that they just they just electronically send
0: out? No, it's not the Uber of the future. It's
1: Oh, my God.
0: You sit at your house, and I picture, and I'm sorry, everybody in the world who's not in Birmingham, uh, Shadescrest Road, my old house there. And it's it's a house that has a heavily trafficked road directly in front of it and I just picture a line of these on, on the road just driving along, and some of them have people in them, some of them don't, and I decide to leave. I push a button on my phone, and one of them pulls off the line. I walk out get in it, and it pulls back into line and drives me to where I want to go.
1: It It is giving me, now that we've gone down this road, it's giving me a Demolition Man vibe.
0: Well, I was thinking a little bit of the Wraith, except the Wraith at least had some styling cues to it. You know, some vents and some gills and bumps and bruises,
1: but I really can't believe you don't like this car. No, I don't. really can't believe it. I I, just,
0: I I am I've gone through every picture of this three and four times, and the nicest thing I can say is at least they didn't use a five spoke wheel.
1: You found something. I just I think it's I think it's clean. I, it's the new,
0: no, I mean I could just nitpick this thing. Okay, I like the Hyundai badge on the back.
1: Alright, I'm gonna pull up pictures of the Ferrari Roma again. You keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I'm gonna pull the Roma up and just and just keep finding things. Um What's Hyundai? Let's see what they're doing with the I twenty. Nope, not feeling the new I twenty. I was really hoping that they would uh, GTI, GTI-Is, GTI, how can I say that? I want them to GTI-ify the I-20. Well,
0: they did that with the uh, Velociter N-series.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, but don't, they don't have an I-20. They don't have, like, it's, you have to get the Velocity. You can't get, like, the square-bodied hatch. You have to have the Veloster styling. I'm not, the Veloster styling, I love it. You I, you like it. It's not for everyone.
0: No, the, the I-20 would be the four-door Velociter. Or the Velociter for the family.
1: Right. And that's why I'd like to see an end package on that. I'd really like to see that damn... Uh, oh, they had a uh, mid-engine version of the Veloster that they were teasing... And that, that would just be epic. That'd be the, the second coming of the Renault. Um, God, what was that Renault? I'm drawing a blank on one of my dream cars right now. You know what I'm talking about? The uh, Clio.
0: Okay, I was trying to figure it. I didn't even have an era to begin with.
1: The Renault Clio, the mid-engine.
0: The Renault R5 Turbo?
1: Uh, it's not, that's <laughs> You're going way further back. Uh, the Renault Sport. Uh, Clio V6. Um, it was I'm nope, not feeling the was i20 model.
0: Well, So far, we're not doing well. I'm not feeling the i20. I'm
1: really not feeling. Okay. Oh God, are we we're agreeing again? I thought we had stopped doing that. That's the Renault that that Hyundai needs to needs to take the the veloster mid-engine and compete against a car that was made 19 years ago I really like that car I think we're I think we're drying up on topic John I no think, I was I just going through saying if
0: there was anything else and I mean we've covered a lot of what was supposed to be at Geneva hopefully that wasn't boring to everybody but that's our opinions on it maybe it inspires you to go check out. We'll put up some of these pictures and a lot of what we pulled up. I think one of the most in-depth articles was carmagazine.co.uk's description and release. I mean, Motor Trend had a couple and there were a few others, iMotor and that. But for not being able to go to Geneva, um, looking at some of these pictures, uh, to sum up the show for me, It's kind of how I've felt the last four or five years about cars. I love them, but the manufacturers aren't building anything that excites me. Uh, We named two of them, but I don't have $1.75 million for a Bentley, and I don't have anywhere near the money what a Kona Sig costs. And I... I just yeah. know way too much about that. I have nowhere near that money. Be honest, Michael Bloomberg probably. <laughs>
1: well, it doesn't Bloomberg does it now? <laughs> he Did, but then he showed up on all of our TVs for a month, and mm. actually he still does. Um, one car that I will that I that I'll mention before I basically say I'm done. Um, what did you think of the the restyled? slightly retooled alpha offerings did you even look at them yes i just to me I, I look at them and i'm like you know if i really wanted a gta or a, a gtam i could just go buy a quadrifolio and pull the rear seat out of it <laughs> like I, it's not anywhere near different enough
0: the horsepower bump isn't that significant i don't know uh, what the dollar uh, bump was um they use the typical—it's uh, the thing that drives me crazy, and I've talked about it before. It's a wide body. We put fender flares on it, plastic it, fender flares.
1: Only on the rear.
0: Yeah. So let's, not ro- a wide let's roll the fenders out.
1: Remember <laughs> yeah, Mercedes is more of a wide body than he's ever thought about being. I, I just, right. And it's nowhere near the bump that he's It's only bumped to 532 horsepower. I can get more than that out of a Celtron. Piggyback tune on yes. on that two point nine. Um, it just it's. I think it's. I think they're pretty, but I'm not feeling the fender flare on the rear. I think that's just stupid. Um, and the wing, that high wing, is eh, at best. <coughs> um, and I'm only bringing that up just because I have a Julia and I just wanted to know what John's opinion was. Well, that's why.
0: In the back of my head, you know, there's. Uh, I've been thinking of certain vehicles as soon as I start making money again. <laughs> and I'll say this and I criticized it earlier, but I don't think I would have a problem buying, you're going to not like the selection of the model, but you'll like the manufacturer. I don't think I would have a problem with a Porsche 9, or 718 GTS Spider.
1: No, I, I, I'm all for that. You know. I'm all for that. Like I, I would rather see you get into the, a flat six version of the, of the Boxster if you were going to get it. I, I, I know that the four cylinders, the that four cylinders they make great power and they they are fast, but they just sound flat. They really don't sound
0: the G- any- the GTS 4.0 is a six.
1: Oh, you're talking about... Okay, you're talking about the new one. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about the yeah. brand new one. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: I, I, I'm talking the, the new cars that are on this sheet. Uh, realistically, yeah. my goal is to maybe get a 986 uh, within the next 12 to 18 months and slowly yeah. roll back into it. If I could do a 987, yeah. oh, I'd love, love to. That. Huh?
1: Uh, you have all my love for anything 4-liter flat 6. That That's a cool car. Um, I don't really... Weren't those? Uh, isn't that model uh, manual only? Can you get a PDK in that? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather have a PDK. Um, I'm the weird. I'm the weird car person that would rather have the flappy paddles for even odder reasons than most people would. Most people want the flappy paddles because it's easier to drive in traffic. I want them because they're better on a racetrack. And I don't really, not, it's not that I don't care about heel-toeing, it's that I can't anymore. I've had my ankles broken, and now my left foot is as bad as my right foot almost, but literally can't heel-toe anymore. It's physically not possible for me to bend my ankle that way. I can do it once or twice, and then it locks up. So it's really disappointing.
0: I was trying to tell, and it doesn't mention anything about the transmission. And this I,
1: a, I thought I read something about it being manual only, but I I have been wrong at least three times. Because
0: Please. it's uh, GTS 4.0, 394 base horsepower, version of the 4.0 flat 6, 20 horsepower less than the GT4 and the Spyder, but 54 more than the now defunct flat 4 GTS.
1: It's a cool car, man. So. It's definitely a cool car. Uh-huh. The new Cayman Boxster... Platform is
0: as I've gotten older, I really regret selling my my Boxster. I should have kept it. But it was a nice car.
1: As I get older, here's here's the weird thing: as I get older, the more I'm like I could see my next car being a Quadrifoglio. Drum roll, please. Stelvio. <laughs> I just I think the Stelvio is amazing.
0: I was um, talking to somebody about their Stelvio yesterday. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I have really, really liked the year plus that we've had that Alpha, and I could see myself keeping keeping one around for a while. Um, I've even like I could have a four C and be totally happy. I think the four C is absolutely amazing for what it is.
0: I I regret never buying a four C, especially back when I had the money to buy one. Um, We looked at the Julia for her when we were looking for a new car for her, and they're nice. I have no, no real problem with them other than what you mutually, or, you know, mutually with me yeah. and certain things have changed recently. And yeah, there might true. be a chance I can buy a Mopar again, that's Very true, <laughs> but, um, we won't get into that, but maybe at some point, <laughs> but I'm going to wrap up the show for now. And,
1: uh, Please do, because I'll sit here and talk all night. Yeah. You know, you got a little extra
0: show tonight because we weren't here last week. So we'll just leave it at that. All right. Uh, Remember, check us out on Patreon, Instagram, um, Facebook. Subscribe. Tell somebody about the show if you enjoy it. Um, We've got a whole bunch of good interviews scheduled, some pretty good show topics. Some of these that... Are involving some research, too, not just Seat of the Pants stuff. We're pretty good at the Seat of the Pants stuff, mm-hmm. but we'll see where we go. We'll join you next week, and uh, we'll see what hosts we have on the air. That's it. And we'll say Zamboni for Derek. <laughs>